0: salt and light hi everyone welcome back to salt and light i'm janice and i'm bonnie and today we have a special guest with us but before uh, we get into that we just want to mention again if you're not following us on instagram uh follow us at salt and light podcast with an s at the end. Um and also our email is salt and Light. What is it, Bonnie? Salt and Light1111 <laughs> at gmail.com. So if you don't have Instagram, but like Bonnie said last time, if you just want to get an Instagram just for us, that's cool. You know <laughs> we'll be happy with that. Make
1: that extra effort, people.
0: Yeah, you know, because then you you're staying in the loop with you know things that we're doing and you know like our our guests today um you know we did something yesterday with her and tomorrow we're doing something too so you get to stay in the loop and you know have all the access be a part of it right. right so our guest for today is Luce, which I think we've spoken about her before I'm sure at some point maybe not by name but right. welcome, Luz. We're so happy welcome. to have
2: you. Thank you for being on. Yes, God bless you guys. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be on with you guys. Doesn't yeah. she have like you have such a nice
1: phone voice? Like she does. You really that's do, true. right? It's so
0: soothing. That's true. Yes. Oh it, it's very like soothing. That. Like you could like read books on tape. I feel like. Oh, oh that's my a good god. Idea. Luz, <laughs> for that. That'd she read the whole
1: Bible on tape. But like, I, I'm sturdy women, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, they have jobs online for that. So I'm going to look into it. I, that you, should. Be-
1: <laughs> you should. You know what? You should do like prayers, like on YouTube. People do that, like with their voice. They just pray.
2: Oh, Bonnie oh. was
0: doing that. Should Bonnie be sending me those?
2: Oh, nice. I'll definitely look into it. Definitely. You should. You have
0: a very soothing, calming voice. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It just came into my mind. But anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about Lucy's voice today, but enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> and, but we're talking about, you know, um, so lose her testimony, and, you know, because we had some requests, well, from my cousin, Matthew, hey, Matthew, if you're listening. Hi, Matthew. Um, he mentioned that he wanted to hear more testimonies because it's encouraging. And it yeah, is yeah. encouraging when you hear mm-hmm. something that someone went through. And we only had, I think, my testimony, Bonnie's testimony, and also Jamie's my, our friend Jamie, um, who was into, like, uh, crystals and New Age and stuff like that, mm-hmm. how, how God brought her out of that. So now we want, like, a different perspective, which is loose, which I want to start it off, because I don't even know your testimony, honestly. Um, but were you always in God? Like, did you grow up with that background?
2: So... Um, starting from when I found God, when God found me, Mm -hmm. um, I basically accepted the Lord when I was eight years old and the way Mm -hmm. that that came about, I don't have parents that are Christians. I was not raised in a Christian household. I was the complete opposite. My, my parent, well, not my parents, but my dad um was a very heavy drug user Mm -hmm. he um my mom and my dad got together very young they had all their children very young and they were um ignorant you know they were they were young and they didn't know how to raise a family but they tried their best Mm -hmm. and my dad um hanging around with bad influences uh got into heavy drugs he became literally like the epitome of what a Crackhead is. We couldn't have anything in our house. Yeah, it was really bad, and um, he was very abusive to me. Very abusive to my mom. Um, Like physically or mentally? Yeah, physically. Physically abusive. He was physically abusive to me, to my brothers and sisters. We grew up in that kind of um, environment. You know, it was hard. I know that people that see me today, they they're like, "Oh my gosh, I would never think that you." I was literally like that. I would never think.
1: To say that right
2: yeah like I I was raised like that and then it took a very brave woman of God to approach my dad in his state that he was in and she was a neighbor that lived in my building and she asked my dad can I take your kids at least the, the oldest to church with me yeah. and it was God it must have been God because my dad said okay like mm-hmm. I'll let you take them and so he did he he allowed her to take us we visited a, a big church in New York City um they are a big church um and so we I started going there and when I was about 8 years old I fell in love with God I mean it was it was an instant thing and I became um Almost like uh, that was like my refuge, right? Was just running to church. Mm
0: -hmm. And for
2: those of us that grew up in these types of churches, you know, the Pentecostal, Mm -hmm. Mm skirt-wearing churches, they have church pretty much every day. Yeah. Every day (laughs) I wanted to go to church. Every day I wanted. There was something going on, and I wanted to be there, Mm. and that became my refuge. And then my dad being used by the enemy. Mm. I remember a lot of times he would say, "Today you're not going to church. Today you're Mm. not going to church."
0: Like a punishment.
2: Yeah, like it was a punishment because I wanted to go to church, and I'm like, and I remember that there were times where he would be so angry, and I would go upstairs to my room, and I would pray, and I'm like, God, please touch his heart, please, God, please, God, please, God, and God activated my faith so much Mm. at even at that young age Mm. that my dad would say okay go 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 and um I'm Mm. like oh my god like god did it god did it like you know and Mm. so I remember even in that like having sincerely childlike faith um and so um Mm fast forward a year we they took us on a trip to camp mahanai i I don't know if you guys know about camp mahanai but camp mahanai that was the jump off for every christian person (laughs) back in i'm a little bit older i I think i'm older than you guys are but um but anyway they would take all the churches there would go up to camp mahanai and so we would go upstate and and um i remember one year the first year that i went Um, I was about nine, nine and a half. Mm -hmm. And we had like a, it was like a children's slash youth conference. And it was all different churches, like from all over going there. And we went there and that was the first time that I was baptized by the Holy Ghost. And I started Mm -hmm. speaking in tongues and it was something powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I will ever forget that experience with God. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming back and my pastor's, um, hearing about it and they had me testify in front of the church like hey you know this girl had an experience how I old were you? To share that? I was like nine and a half when oh, that wow. happened young yeah I was I was very young and um, so I, I was baptized with the spirit and you know at nine years I mean that's not something that you can fake it's not something I mean you yeah. really need to experience something like that with mm-hmm. God and it marked me it marked my life and um, mm-hmm. when I came back, things I started seeing, like I started testifying, I started praying in front of the church. They would use me for different events and different things, and I I, w- I was completely in love with God. But of course, the enemy mm-hmm. always has a plan yeah. and always trying, right? And mm-hmm. so from that very big church and and all that came my first church hurt because mm-hmm. while I was going to that church. I was being abused, uh, you know, sexually abused by one of the leaders. In oh, the- my gosh. Yeah. And so I'm telling I- you, hold on what
0: people it uh, just just that alone. I'm like amazed at the person that God has raised you to be because I would have never thought any of this about you. You're the most <laughs> happiest, like pure hearted person. And I'm, the, I'm like in shock right
1: now. yeah <laughs> its
2: right. yeah, it's it, it, it wow years of healing I mean this is you know oh only God. God can do that only God can do that and it's crazy because so well how long did that how long did that go on it was start it started when you were nine it it didn't start right away when we started going but it started on that trip to Camp Mahanaim. so when oh when we came back from that trip, um, but it's, it, it didn't start like right away. You know, it was very subtle things like, oh, you have something on your shirt. And he was touching mm-hmm. my breast. But oh my I didn't God. think like that because my mind didn't allow me to go there. Like, right. he's a leader in the church. Like, I didn't think like that. But then one day, like he put his hand up my skirt and oh my grabbed God. my my bottom. And, you know, and it started getting, I mean, it never got to the physical act of rape. And I thank uh-huh. God for that. Oh, but yeah. it was very uncomfortable. And then I found out, like I, I was crying hysterical. And I went to my older sister and I told her what happened. And uh-huh. she said, oh my God, he's been doing the same thing to me. Oh my God. And oh, I wow. was devastated because I feel like when when it was happening to me I was I was okay staying quiet but yeah. when I found out that it was happening to somebody else, yeah. I couldn't allow that I could not allow that yeah and so, I stopped going to church for a while. So nobody, nobody ever said anything. You never said anything to anybody? Never said anything to anyone. I said it to my older sister and that was it and she was just like, "Well, we're going to pray and we're we're going to trust God." But remember, also at home we're dealing with the abuse, we're dealing yeah. with all that. So it's yeah. like either we deal with this or we deal with that. And oh the other God. thing was he would so he would bribe us because he knew that We were poor. I mean, I always say that, but we were, you know, we we didn't have money or whatever. And so he knew that. And so what he would do was that after he did that, he would come pick us up and take us to church. And all. And he would give us money and we'll buy candy. And it was almost like he was buying us, you Mm -hmm. know, and I felt so dirty. I'm like, wait, that's why you're doing it? Because very quickly, my mind became tainted because it was like, man, Mm -hmm. this is what... He does, you know. He gives us money to buy candy, but in reality, he's looking for something else. I um, hope something happened to him, like
0: you know, like he like there was justice served at some point. Only God knows, I guess, right? But unless I, you I, know,
2: well, that's the thing. So when I stopped going to church, it struck everybody as odd. And mm-hmm. then I remember one day being on the church bus. And I finally decided to go back. They were having something for my pastors, I think. And we were having like a dinner. And they and I remember being on the church bus and the my Sunday school teacher, she was like our, our leader. She's mm-hmm. like, What is going on with your sister? I mean, she just doesn't want to show up. But mm-hmm. it was because she hadn't seen me on the bus. Mm-hmm. So when my sister said, No, she's here, and and she looked at me and she tapped me on my shoulder and she said, Hey. Girlie, we've missed you where have you been and I Mm -hmm. just looked at her and I'm like oh I've been home you know and I didn't want to say anything and then that same day
1: Mm -hmm. um, we
2: went down to um and this now this is like two years that we were in the church now right so time had gone by and I went downstairs to the basement where everybody was gathering I didn't want to be left alone Mm -hmm. and so my teacher tells me go into the kitchen and grab a tray and bring it out And so I went into the kitchen. I hadn't seen him um, following me. But oh, he followed God. me, and when he followed me in, he gra he put his hand up my skirt, oh, my and mm-hmm. he pinched me, and I got so upset. I dropped the tray. I went running to the bathroom. I was crying hysterical, and my teacher and and a few people came in to find out what was going on, mm-hmm. and I told them. I told oh. them at that point what happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did they believe then, you? Did they Did they believe me? Yeah. You know they did because Good. when I came forward, it it everything started coming out, oh. and my teacher, who was much older than me, uh-huh. and she revealed that he had done that to her when she was a kid.
1: Oh, oh wow. my god! Wow. And
2: a lot of people came forward and said, "Wow, he has done this to me. He has done this to me." got So it wasn't like something that I was making up. They knew that it was true. And but so I, I I'm curious,
0: like why? or not as a kid but when you get older like why in the church especially cuz you know we always see things coming out like in the catholic churches and all the mm-hmm, stuff and that's why a lot mm-hmm. of people don't like going to church because mm-hmm. they're like you know there's perverts and stuff like that in there but why do you think i don't know in your uh, just your opinion why do you think nobody said anything and this guy was doing this to Same. so many people
1: yeah. A lot of victims, they blame themselves. Honestly, I don't
2: think it was that they blamed themselves. I think Mm. that they chose to, from what their response to me was, because I did question that. I was 10, but I I questioned it. And I said, I don't understand why no one ever said anything. And so they said, oh, because my mom chose to pray about it. My mom chose to pray and just trust God. And and Mm. kind of swept it under the rug. And I think that that is something so important that we understand that just because someone has a title doesn't make Mm -hmm. them untouchable
1: and Um. that was one
2: of the things that I noticed that like oh they're a leader so it's almost Mm -hmm. like if you say something about them Mm -hmm. they're untouchable you know they, Um. they they you know nobody he was a deacon and he was this and he was that and he had all these titles and so I think that's why people didn't say anything and and we see that even with families like even within families you see people that have been molested and raped and everything has to be on the hush and you can't say that your dad did that to you you can't say that your uncle did that to you because it's like a pet peeve almost and that's why you have so many women and even men grow Mm -hmm. up with these scars and these traumas because they don't get to heal properly because either no one believed them or no one addressed that issue with them and, so,
0: it, and you know real quick I just want to say too like that statement that you made that they chose to pray to God about it and of course we're supposed to come to God for everything and anything but we're also supposed to use wisdom yes you know like if there's someone being physically abused you need to put a stop to that and yes. you need to call them out um, and, and that's out in church outside of church you know even Paul talks about you know, gathering a couple witnesses, um, you know, and letting people, basically letting people know about themselves. Yes. You know, if they're continuously sinning. So you can't just, yes, of course, pray to God, but God also wants us to use the wisdom that he has given us and not allow someone to continuously hurt his children.
2: Right. You know,
0: so I just wanted to, mention that Go yes on. Sorry.
2: definitely no definitely i agree 100 we have to use wisdom that's why we have laws in this country and in this world we have laws and and there's there's consequences for what we do and people need mm-hmm. to understand that so yeah. um you know i basically went to the pastors they said that they were going to put him on discipline my mom was very upset my you know at this point mm-hmm. everybody was uh, everybody was already m- made aware made aware of the situation now his wife and his daughter and his son were friends of our like his son went to school with us so this mm-hmm. was very uncomfortable this man lived in our building as well oh wow he was a neighbor of ours you know so we mm-hmm. knew his son his son was like best friends with us like it was very uncomfortable it was a very uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. and then when they found out like his son was so embarrassed i i remember oh, like it was yesterday the way that he looked at us like he never spoke to us after that and it wasn't because he was angry with us mm-hmm. because he was angry with his dad he was yeah. so upset with him and then when the mom and when his mom which you know when the when the guys she came to our the daughter came to our house he asked us for forgiveness he never came to ask us for forgiveness but his wife did Um, my mom decided to pull us away from the church Mm. when she pulled us away um they gave him back his his role his responsibility oh they, they, they gave him back everything and we always worried about the women and the children that he would drive around and we're like man is he doing that to them is he yeah. um causing them you know pain the way that he did us but we just oh. I mean we walked away I mm. walked away from God completely I always prayed and I always stayed with that because once the spirit of God touches you, mm. you will never be the same again. I always right. say that you will never be able to steer that far away. Right. And, um, you know, so for years I, I wasn't serving God, even though from the ages of eight through 11, I was in church every single day pretty much um, until I had that event. And then um, I grew up, I I had my daughter, I I met my husband in middle school, we've been together since middle school. I had my daughter when I was in high school, the first year of high school, I had my first daughter, Um, my husband and I got married a few years after that, when I as soon as I turned 18, um, about 18, I told my husband, there's one thing. I do not want to live in sin, especially with that. Even with that, like that's yeah. God, his conviction is so strong that I told my husband, I, I mean, he had already proposed to me, but I was like, we need to get married. I cannot continue to live with you. And we're living in sin. Like that was such a a, a huge conviction for me. Mm-hmm. And so we went, we got married, we had our second daughter and I still wasn't serving God, still wasn't, um, you know, serving the Lord at all. And then we moved to Florida and I got pregnant with my son. I was in an extreme depression. That was when I went through a really bad depression. I was telling you guys, I used to have suicidal thoughts. I used to, um, you know, cry every day. I couldn't sleep. I, we struggled. We were going through financial crisis. Like literally there were days that I didn't even have money to to eat. There were days that they cut off our light. And we're living in Florida with no heat, no, I mean, no AC or anything. It was pure summer and we were struggling and it was so hard. I I remember I was so (laughs) broken and just, but God used someone to give me a CD. And I'll never forget this. The CD had a song called Espiritu Santo, Holy Spirit. And it was by Rocio Crook. And that song ministered to me in such a way. And God started preparing my heart at that moment. And um, so my son is 14 now. So that was about 14 years ago.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. We have something to tell you. Salt and Light is now on Patreon. We wanted to create a community to support each other because we can't do this walk alone. So look up Salt and Light on Patreon.com to see what membership tier you're interested in joining.
2: Come and let's take this Jesus journey together. And he started preparing my heart. And when I got pregnant for my son, I was diagnosed with a tumor. They they said, your son is not going to be born. Well, first they told me your baby because I didn't even know what I was having. And they wanted me to have an abortion. They were like, you need to have an abortion because you can die giving birth or this baby is just going to be born completely disabled with no hands, no feet like this. They gave me all the worst case scenarios. And the crazy thing is that when I was going through my depression and going through all that, I was like, I can't have another baby. Like we can't even survive now with us. I can't imagine having another kid. And so Mm -hmm. I was contemplating it and the enemy uses that and Mm -hmm. was trying to get me medically to, to have an abortion and, oh, you know, you have a tumor and this and that. And Mm -hmm. it was scary. But I remember we moved back to New York being pregnant. I said, you know what? I'm going back to New York City because this is getting really bad. I needed the support of my family, my mom, my sisters. And so I went back to New York. And when I went back to New York um, and I got the news about the tumor and everything, I, I told my husband, listen, I know that your cousin is going to church and I'm going back to church. And he said, Okay. so we go to church. I still didn't know what I was having. But I remember when I went to church, I asked for prayer from the pastor, and he looked at my husband. He asked him, "Do you have faith in God?" And my husband said, "Yeah, I guess, you know." And he goes, <laughs> "Okay." And so he says, "We're gonna put hands. We're gonna lay hands on her. We're gonna pray for her." And they did. And when they finished praying, the pastor looked at me. And oh, so before I went to the church, the day before, the Lord took me to the book of. Of Samuel. And I started praying the prayer that Hannah prayed for a baby, Mm -hmm. like that prayer that she wanted a son. And so I did the same prayer and I started saying, God, if you make my baby be okay, I promise you, I promise you, I will give him to you. I will teach him your ways. I will do anything that you ask me to do, God. Mm -hmm. And so I remember praying that. And I went to church the next day. And when the pastor finished praying for me, he looked at me in the face and he told me, not only is your son going to be okay, but he's going to be a powerful man, a powerful prophet of God. And uh-huh. I just started crying. And he said, because I am Samuel and I just well, lost it because well, nobody knew that I had read that story. Right. right and I, well. I lost it. And I remember telling someone I hit rock bottom when mm-hmm. I was in this state. But I thank God because my rock bottom was Mm -hmm. solid because Mm -hmm. I landed right on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. And I just remember like God ministering to me and, and from that day forward, I surrendered everything to God and it hasn't been easy. You guys know I've been through a lot, but I would not go back to that. To, to the way that I was before I can't I can't not after everything God has done for me and through me I can't I can't go
1: back wow that's well powerful, that's
2: amazing
1: powerful, powerful powerful testimony but it's true it's like once you taste the love of God the mercy of God the grace of God it's like what are you going back to it's like right. you said like you really can't leave it you may have your mm-hmm. rough times you may have your your doubts here and there or you know whatever but it's like you can't really leave because it's like what am i going back to like right. that wasn't even fulfilling before yeah. right. there's
0: even a, a scripture that says i don't i need to start memorizing scripture but <laughs> so do i my my, my uncle misal be like because he uh, uncle misal he like writes scripture out and he like memorizes it you know right. like, for fun like that's just his thing but for there's fun. a scripture that says um oh taste and see that the lord is good Mm -hmm. and blessed is the man who takes refuge in him yes so i my that's one of my father's favorite scriptures because he likes the old taste and see like we can actually like see it and like sent like the sensory we taste it in the terms of like you know we have that sense of of god and and who he is and how good he is right and merciful he is so that's that's real powerful and and now you know, now Luce, yesterday we did a, um, we were invited on Luce's,
2: I don't know, what, what do you call it? I just call it a Facebook Live. <laughs> there
1: you go. For, for prayers.
0: Yeah, everybody called it, it was a like ministry. a chit chat, prayer, uh, sharing testimonies because, you know, Luce now, you know, or maybe you want to talk about a little bit how, um, you know, God put it in your heart to pray for the prodigal sons and daughters.
2: Yeah, I mean, a few months ago, God gave me a dream. And through that dream, I knew that God, I I felt like God was talking about praying for prodigals. And so Mm -hmm. I reached out to a friend. I said, listen, I had this dream. I think this is what God is telling me. What do you think? And she confirmed it. And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, every morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pray for prodigals. But I understood that it was bigger than me, that it was bigger than just my family. And that there were so many people with that need. That we have so many prodigals out there that need to return home. Or maybe before you keep on, I'm sorry, Luz, explain
0: like a prodigal maybe people don't know you know like what it means to be a prodigal son or daughter
2: okay so prodigal son just means someone that goes out and squanders away their gifts or their talents right so in the book of luke in chapter 15 jesus talks about a prodigal son and so he talks about the story that the son requested um his father's inheritance before the father passed away and the son asks for the money, he leaves, he squanders it away, basically he wastes it, Um, and then he recognizes that he made a mistake that he should never have left his father's house, and he recognizes that when he's basically down in the pits, he's literally in a pig pen eating Mm -hmm. food from Mm -hmm. a pig's pen. And then he decides to go back to his father's house. But the beautiful thing about the story is that when he gets back home, the father is waiting for him. And he robes him, he gives him a ring, he does a feast, he does a party for him. Mm -hmm. He's basically waiting for him with open arms. Mm -hmm. And so that is um, the story in the book of Luke 15 is about the prodigal son. And um, for me, a prodigal... It just reminds me of myself, like when I was out in the world doing things that I should not have been doing, I know what it's like to live that life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when God told me in the dream, like, those are the most important ones. And he told me three times, I understood the importance of it. And it was, it was just something that God really impressed in my heart. And then when I spoke to my friend, she's like, I think that you should do a live I think you should go live with it and I said no I don't really like to do like I always do lives but it's it's like it's never something like um you know formal and then um she's like no you should do something um just go live and pray for everyone and request names and I said you know what you're right yes and so I opened it up to everyone on Facebook and the next thing you know um, I started inviting people on with me and it was, mm-hmm. it has been a blessing. And then from there, it turned into one of the pastors from my church, which I am so blessed to have her. Um, she made me a flyer and she's like, this is huge loose. Like, you don't know how many people you have been touching and how many people have been blessed by this. And mm-hmm. I want to bless you. And so she made a flyer for me. And from the flyer, it became this whole thing, these backdrops and all these things. And to me, it's just, I just want (laughs) to (laughs) pray. That's really what it's about. I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray the prodigals back home.
0: But it's so important. Like, you know, I,
2: I honestly, I've
0: always wanted to, but it's, it's like at nine and people know that. I don't know if people know, but I'm in bed by seven 30, (laughs) just ready to go to sleep. But, you know, um, I think it's so important just, you know, hearing the feedback Luce was telling us earlier that when me and Bonnie on and I'm sure other um, guests on Luce's, you know, Facebook Live that have been on there has been so encouraging to not only, you know, maybe prodigals or people who have fallen away from God or maybe were in God and then they just kind of did their own thing after a while, like Luce, you know, talked about and. As well as me and Bonnie, too. We also grew up in the church, but we did the same thing. We are considered, you know, prodigals, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Because when you read the story, you know, the father is so glad. And even the son comes back in shame. Mm
2: -hmm. Right? And a
0: lot of times the enemy uses our shame and what we have done so that we don't want to come back to the father who is God. We don't want to come back because we are so full of that shame. But when God, when we come back to God, God is not even thinking about what we did or the years that we wasted, you know, doing our own thing. He's just so excited and happy to have us back. And Luke 15, I'm looking at Luke 15, verse 24, uh, when the older brother is complaining because he's like, what's this? Like you, you doing all this for him and, you know, all this stuff, but, um, in 24 it says for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they begin they began to celebrate and you know later when the older brother was complaining about oh why they having a party and i've been with you father and 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 you you know your other son he went away and used up all your money and you're going to throw him a party like what is this you know you didn't even it says you didn't even give me a goat But you're going to slaughter a fattened calf for him? Like, come on. You know, that's back in the day terms. You know, we're not slaughtering calves and stuff. But, and he says to the older son, and it says, and he said to him, verse 31, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And that's how God feels about us right right like he's just happy that we came back to him that he's not holding things against us right you know and he's like you were we're dead without god yes not physically yeah. but spiritually we're dead i was thinking about this today and you know when we go through problems and i was just like But I'm so thankful, Lord, that I'm not dead in you anymore. I was dead doing whatever I wanted, trying to get happiness out of partying and and happiness out of drinking or happiness out of relationships and all this stuff. Like, that's why I was looking for happiness. But this whole time, it was always you. It was always you. Like, everything was you. And so now when you come back to God, you're alive. You're made new. You're made righteous. Like Bonnie mentioned in the Facebook Live, we're sanctified. We're made holy. In God, you know, we yeah. don't have to carry that shame anymore. We don't have to walk around like with our heads down. You know, we should walk around with our our heads up. Like I have a father who forgave me, and he has given. I I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Yeah, right? yes. you know, with Amen. that, like that's amazing. We have a God who forgives and restores. You know, he's he's not here to condemn us and hurt us. So you know, like your testimony is beautiful, and like what you're doing praying and encouraging, you know, not only prodigal sons and daughters, but also the family members, you know, who have been praying. And Bonnie talked about this yesterday, too, for, you know, family members not to give up praying for that unsafe family member or a child who, you know, went away and is not in the things of God anymore, or, you know, whoever the case is, or whoever it is that you're praying for. Like not to give up because God is like, God is storing up all those prayers and in God's time and in his way. And when the person is ready to receive it, it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. 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 I definitely believe that God always has the right time for everything. And there's a lot of times, I think I said this yesterday, even for myself, um, that we want something at that moment or we say, well, how come this can't happen or why can't I have this now? Or why can't this person come to Christ already? You know, but God knows the time. And like I said yesterday, again, sometimes it could be more damaged than good if they come at that time, because mm-hmm. we don't know what could happen. Like, again, they could be turned off by something very mm-hmm. quickly and then never mm-hmm. and then shut that door completely in their heart to God. Like, so God knows everything. Maybe they're not mature enough to handle certain things right now. Maybe they have to go through certain things in order to have their testimony and to experience God on a full level. So there's a lot of times where, you know, we're like getting impatient or we're just like, man, you know, forget it. Like, God, you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me. You know, if I'm just going to stop praying and it is easy to think like that, but we have to just continue. I mean, and look, you know, if it wasn't important and if it wasn't that God is doing something and is going to do something, He would not put it in Lucy's heart to do this. He wouldn't put it in thousands of other people, mm-hmm. you know, to do this around the world to pray. Um, and prayer is just so powerful. And I've been finding that out this week. <laughs> 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 this week has been like I don't know. It's just been like a a, a week of like prayer and interceding and just being, you know, reminding uh, people how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, we just have to remember that. And I think it's just awesome, Luz, what you're doing. And like Janice said, your testimony is powerful and we are thankful Mm -hmm. that you, you know, um, accepted our invitation to come on here and to share your testimony, because I'm sure a hundred percent that you're going to touch somebody and somebody is going to say, you know what, maybe I didn't experience the church hurt that she experienced like that way, but I did experience church hurt. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got hurt in the church some other way. Maybe they felt rejected. Maybe they felt shunned. Maybe they felt like, uh, you know, maybe the people treated them like they weren't holy enough, they weren't good enough, mm-hmm. they weren't smart enough, pretty enough, whatever it, it was. So they're gonna relate to your testimony. So I'm just grateful that you shared that with us. And you know, I'm sorry yeah. that that happened to you, but yeah. it's like what the Bible says, right? Like you went through fire but you don't even smell like smoke girl yeah, yeah. that's true <laughs> <laughs> you like smell you like roses <laughs> yeah like you don't you like like Janice said i I would look at you and i wouldn't think mm-hmm. that you would have gone through any of that so you mm-hmm. know even be grateful in that like why because you could have turned out to be yeah a god only knows you know like mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. definitely had mercy on you he spared your life he protected you and it's all for a reason. And he's using you now, you know, so yes. it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a great thing. And I just want to encourage you to keep going. Yes. Stop. You're going to see all the promises that God has for you and your family, your husband and your children It's going to come. It may look like it's not right now, but mm-hmm. it's going to come. So mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you with that too. Yes.
0: Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep focusing on God. You know, when you, what is the scripture that says, um, Oh, I just read it today.
1: You mm. know, basically,
0: like, keep your eyes on God and all these other, all the other things will be added on to you. Yeah. You know, seek yes. ye first the kingdom of God, God and yeah. his righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all of these things will be added to you. So as long mm-hmm. as you keep looking for God, all of us, keep looking for God in the... Like, we all had a hell week, okay? It has. It's been a honest.
1: very interesting week this week. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's <laughs> so a good way like, to put like, it, Bonnie. That's a good yes, spin. Right. Probably. I was going to say, she has a good way, this, way of explain like, <laughs> so strange so it's like bad but then it's been good but then it's been powerful but then it's been tiring i don't know what's going on
2: (laughs) you know what it is i think is that we're finding because the bible says right one of the fruits of the spirit is joy and i think that no matter what we're going through we're still finding the joy Mm. we're having the joy and we're receiving this peace that the bible also talks about a peace that surpasses all human understanding yes. mm-hmm. like nobody gets it nobody knows like you guys yep. clearly I, yesterday we spoke about this like what i've gone through and then you guys were telling me and i'm like what but mm-hmm. we just did this live like how is this possible <laughs> you know and it, it's just amazing it's amazing how god can still you can still see god in the midst of right yes. and oh and give him glory
0: you know and exactly still give him all the glory and give him all the honor and you know that's what's most important and I'm you know that I told God earlier like when I was praying I'd be walking around my coffee table that's my prayer time I walk around my coffee table get my steps in too I get my steps yeah yeah but you know and I was just like like if If you were not in my life, I could not even open that one eye right now. Yeah. I I promise you. Like, I cannot even open one eye. And somehow, every morning, I think that I'm not... And I'm sure Bonnie feels this way, too, because Bonnie, she got kids, everything. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to get through today, but Holy Spirit, give me the strength to get through today. And every at the end of the day, I'm like, how did I just... Get through that day. I don't do everything all at once. Bonnie donates clothes. She cleans out her closet. She sweeps the whole house. She <laughs> mops. the bathroom. She change. She changes sheets. Laundry. Does the kids' hair. All that. Not. Not me. I'm, I'm just trying to get through the day. And, you know, I'm not doing anything. I have a thing of laundry that's been sitting there looking at me for a week now. I have not. Put it away. But God gives us strength in yeah. different ways. Yeah. Right? He gave me God. emotional I, strength. I you, say that every day. You got energy for days. I don't even know how you... I don't even do.
1: know. Can somebody tell me? I don't bon- even
0: Bonnie went to sleep at one something. She was up at 530. She didn't go back to sleep. I went back to sleep. I thought she would... I didn't. She didn't go back to sleep. She was up. She was sending praise to people. <laughs> she's sending videos she's sending prayers you know she's doing all these things you know and I'm like
1: part two over here grandma Lucy (laughs) oh yeah like (laughs) like, what the (laughs)
0: heck but that's but that's God that's how you know
1: no it is it is because just like what Jana said I say that every single day like even today I was exhausted tired and then because you know then I did whatever I had to do throughout the day and I even said, I said, Lord, I don't even know how the heck I even <laughs> do whatever the hell I did. Like, I really don't. I wanted because all I wanted to do, almost every day I feel like this. Anyway, all I want to do is just, like, be in my bed, mm-hmm. be under my covers, not be bothered. Like, that's yeah, what Bonnie, I Yeah, Bonnie, but
0: before but 8 a.m., I'm waking up, <laughs> Bonnie says, that she put a load of laundry in she woke up the kids for, i'm serious i'm not even joking she woke up the kids for school she did a workout she washed and blew dried her blow dry her hair all by like 8 30 i'm like Bye, i just woke up
1: how did you do all
0: this? She, I made a call. I paid some bills. I, I, I went out I did a target run. I'm oh like, my god. god! I'm serious. I'm I'm not even exaggerating. Oh my I
2: told god, her like, I'm how, so how are you doing this right now?
0: <laughs> She's like, yeah, I just worked out for 20 minutes. I did yes. my hair. I... <laughs> like, oh my goodness!
1: And hey, you know what's funny? I feel a lot of times like not even accomplished. Oh my God. What? I swear, funnily enough, I really do. I cause you know what it is? And and I think we've spoken about this too before, maybe in our other podcast. But and I feel like a lot of women do this nowadays, especially with social media. You see all these women on social media that they're up, like what Janice was saying, up with their shakes, going to the gym, <laughs> you know, doing this, doing that, looking like a model, you know, over here, over there. And you feel like all like the out. Like yeah. So I, I, still, I feel
0: like that's you though like it's like a different version but that's you if anything I'm right. the one I stay in my pajamas all day I'm working <laughs> in my pajamas all day I'm not putting away clothes I don't have children so it's not like I have an excuse I don't I'm not sweeping every day I see the hair from the dog's tumbleweeds I'm like <laughs> what I want? I don't care <laughs> but thank God we got completely off topic but but thank God we're just saying we have to give thanks to god because when you when you're alive in god you, yes. come, after you come to god and you give him your heart like he would just amaze you in what he does with your life and and you know lose i'm sure you you didn't even think that you were gonna do this you know and how it's growing and how it's like um like formal like formalizing with your backgrounds and And all, you know, all the stuff. And it's just like growing and it's touching people. And even Bonnie and I with the podcast, never in a million years would I have thought I was going to do a podcast about Jesus. Maybe about makeup, maybe about going out, outfits, but never (laughs) about Jesus. And it's just amazing the plans that God has for each and every one of us. It's not just us, you know, it's for all of us. He loves all of us. He has a special plan, but like Luz was saying, The enemy also has a plan. So it's kind of, you have to choose. You have to choose life or death. You think, oh, death, I'm not choosing death, but you are. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not choosing life, who is Jesus Christ, then you're choosing death. Right. Right. You know, so again, we just want to thank loose and we're gonna we'll put her contact information you know for her facebook i don't know if you want new followers loose i don't of know of but-
2: course everybody <laughs> is welcome to join us in prayer and everyone is welcome to join me um
0: yes and you're doing this
2: uh, up until father's day but
0: i'm sure after this something else is going to come up so I'm we'll sure. put her facebook you know her name to her facebook so you guys can join in on those calls um and be a part of it because it really is an amazing thing and yes. you don't want to miss it so yes yes so yeah. bonnie or or maybe loose do you want to do you mind ending with prayer for us Not bonnie yet. usually does it yes i will
2: definitely end in prayer that is my honor and privilege thank Amen. you Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you because you are holy. We thank you because you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, because you are the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord God. We -hmm. would not be standing today, Lord. We would not be here today, Lord, if it were not for you, if it were not for your presence coming in, Lord God, and bringing us back with those cords of love that you did, Father God. I thank you, Lord for bonnie i thank you for janice lord god i thank you for this ministry that you have entrusted in them lord god i bless them lord i bless their families lord god i bless them lord god because i know that you have great plans and purpose for them lord but it's greater than even us lord god it's about you and it's about Mm -hmm. your kingdom and it's about the souls lord god that you are trying to reach that you need to hear your message lord god So I pray, Father, that you continue to encourage them, that you continue to motivate them, that you continue, Father God, to use them, Lord, as vessels during this time, Father, that people need to hear your word. People need to hear your truth, Lord God. No magic mirrors, no lights and smokes and everything, Lord God, just a a clean clear version of what you have for people's lives, Father God, you're true. So we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the prodigals that are going to come back home, Lord. Even if we don't see it right now, Lord God, we're speaking it and declaring it into existence, Lord, that the prodigals will come back home, Lord. I thank you for that, for that calling. I thank you for that, um, you know, just vision that you have given me, Lord. And we continue to pray, Lord God. We continue to pray for Everyone that hears these messages, everyone that hears the testimonies, everyone that hears about how you saved us, Lord God, how you rescued us, Father, from our death and brought us back to life, Lord God. And if you did it with us, you can do it for them as well, Lord. That is your desire is to do that, Father God. So I pray for every single person that hears this, Lord, that their heart of stone will be turned into a heart of flesh, that they will be sensitive to your spirit, that they will be sensitive to your word, and that when it goes in, Father, that seed is planted, Lord God, we know that it never comes back void, Lord God. Your word never comes back void, Lord. So I pray, Father, that the hearts will be fertile. Lord God, and that every seed that is planted is in fertile ground, Lord God, that it may grow and nourish, Lord, and give fruit of what you have done in their lives, Father. We bless you. We honor you. We give you all the glory, Father God, for you are worthy to be praised, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen.
1: Amen. As always, thank you for listening in today. We pray that you continue to take this Jesus journey with us. And remember to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Salt and Light Podcasts. And remember our email, salt and light, 1111 at gmail.com, if you ever want to reach out to us. Until next time, God bless.